Thank you, Missy. If you would, open your Bibles to the book of Judges, chapter 6. Today we'll be looking at verses 36 through 40. God can do mighty works, and many of the times that he does these works, he uses people that thought they were not up to the task. And we have this in the story of Gideon. Gideon did not believe he was up to the task of what God wanted him to do. And what we see is in Judges, Chapter 6, if you look back at verses 12 through 24, we see that the angel of the Lord had come to Gideon and he told Gideon that he was going to use him to deliver Israel from the Midianites. Now to give you a little background on the Midianites, the Midianites had conquered Israel in the northern area of Israel, but they had also teamed up with the Amalekites. So Gideon was not only going to be facing the Midianites, he was going to be facing the armies of the Midianites, the Amalekites, and then all these other people that the Midianites had hired to be part of their army. So when God tells him, I'm going to use you to deliver Israel from the Midianites, Gideon, full of zeal, he goes and he destroys the altar of Baal, which the Midianites had pretty much placed all around Israel and they were making the Israelites worship Baal. Gideon goes and destroys that altar out of zeal for God. Yet, what we see is after he had this initial zeal for God, when he starts to gather the armies of Israel to face the Midianites in battle, he starts to doubt. He starts to doubt what God is going to use him to do, and he wants a sign. And... This sign he wanted was to show him that God was really going to use him. So look at Judges chapter 6, and we'll be looking at verses 36 through 40. It's written, Then Gideon said unto God, If thou wilt save Israel by my hand, as thou hast said, behold, I will put a fleece of wool in the threshing place. 
If the dew come upon the fleece only, and it be dry upon all the earth, then shall I be sure that thou wilt save Israel by mine hand, as thou hast said. Now, I want you to focus on one thing that he says here. Then shall I be sure. Then shall I be sure. In verse 38, And so it was, for he rose up early on the morrow, and thrust the fleece together, and wringed the dew out of the fleece, and filled a bowl of water. Again Gideon said unto God, Be not angry with me, that I may speak once more. Let me prove once again, I pray thee, with the fleece. Let it now be dry only upon the fleece, and let the dew be upon all the ground. And God did so the same night, and it was dry upon the fleece only, and there was dew on all the ground. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Our most gracious and loving Father, Lord, as we come before you, just ask your blessings upon the reading of your word. Lord, we just thank you for all the blessings that you bestowed upon us. Lord, we just thank you that we live in a country where we can come and worship you freely. And Lord, I just pray that you would be with us today, Lord, as we worship, be with those that are sick and shut in, those that have lost loved ones, those that may be traveling, Lord, we just lift them up to you and just ask your blessings upon each one. And again, Lord, I just thank you, Lord, for this day that you provided, Lord, for the rain that you've blessed us with, as well as the sunshine. And Lord, I just pray that you would be with us today as we worship. Just speak through me today, Lord. Let the words that are spoken be your words. And Lord, I just pray that you would just Speak to hearts today, and if there is anyone that doesn't know you as Lord and Savior, I pray, Lord, that you would just speak to their hearts and open their hearts up to your word. And Lord, I just pray that you would bind down Satan and let him have no part of this service. We just ask this in your Son's precious and holy name, Jesus Christ. Amen. Gideon was a reluctant hero. He wanted to make sure that God was going to use him to deliver Israel. But he was a reluctant hero. I mean, think about it. After getting the first sign shown to him, and look at what he says. He says in verse 37, Then I'll be sure. And after God assures him with this sign, Gideon wants another sign. After getting the first sign, he does what we all have a tendency of doing. Think about that. Gideon acts just like us, or I should say we act just like Gideon. He wants another sign. You know, Truthfully, it, it reminds me of, you know, the, the best two out of three thing. I can just hear him. Best two out of three. It's like he's flipping a coin with the fleece. If it's heads, God wants me to do this. And then it comes out heads. And then best two out of three. If it's heads again, God wants me to do this. We all do that. But think about something. Did he really need a sign? No. Because God had sent, if you look back, God had sent the angel of the Lord 
Now, the angel of the Lord is a pre-incarnate visitation of God upon the earth. This is God in the form of an angel. Anytime you see the angel of the Lord in the Old Testament, that is God in the form of an angel visiting earth. Because we see that with Abram. What does God do? Gideon says, well, let me prepare a meal while you're here. And the angel of the Lord says, put the meal on this stone and then pour the the drink on that stone. And then he touches it and it bursts into flame. And then he goes back up into heaven in the smoke. That should have been enough for Gideon. But even after seeing that sign, he wanted another sign. To be sure that God was going to use him to deliver Israel. He still needed two more signs. Now why was he asking for two signs? It wasn't that Gideon lacked faith. Because think about something. After God had said, I'm going to use you to deliver Israel, Gideon knocks down the altar of Baal and almost gets executed for doing that. Then he goes to where the Midianite army is encamped and he starts to send messengers out into Israel to get the army of Israel gathered together so he could do battle. It wasn't that he lacked faith. He had weak faith. His faith was weak. And we can see this because if you look at verse 34, what does it say? It says, but the Spirit of the Lord came upon Gideon. The Spirit of God was in Gideon. The Spirit of the Lord was on him. He was doing what God wanted him to do. And he was sending messengers out. He had sent them out to the tribe of Manasseh, the tribe of Zebulun, the tribe of Asher, and the tribe of Naphtali. He had sent those messengers out to those different tribes to gather this army together to do battle. But he wanted a sign because his faith was weak at this point. Even with the spirit of the Lord upon him, he had weak faith. So what we see is even as he was amassing this army together to fight against Midian, he still had some doubts. He doubted. He did not believe he was up to the task of leading the battle against the Midianites, the Amalekites, and all their allies. He wanted a sign. And he wanted the sign even after God was already starting to use him to accomplish his task. Think about that. 
God was already using him, and he still wanted the sign because he was doubting. He had weak faith at this point. Though the Spirit of God was upon him, he still didn't believe he was up to the task of leading this battle. So what does he do? He asks for this sign. And look at the first sign that he wanted in verse 37. He says that he's going to take this fleece of wool and put it in the threshing place on the ground. And if there was dew upon all the grass and the wool was dry, or if the, if the dew was on, just on the wool and the grass was dry, he would know that God was going to be using him. And that's what God does. Instead of letting dew go on all the grass in this area, he just puts it on the fleece. And what does Gideon do? He wakes up in the morning, he takes that fleece and he wrings it out and he's got a bowl full of water. Now, as he said, he would know for sure if this happened, but then Gideon, acting like every single one of us, wants another sign. And he says, let the opposite take place. And that's what happens. God again answers this sign and he lets the opposite take place. Now, all the grass is wet and the fleece dry. But if you think about something... Even though we see Gideon's weak faith here, think about what's about to happen. God was not letting him off the hook. God was still going to use him to accomplish his task, even after Gideon was asking for these signs. It reminds me of what happened to Moses. Remember Moses, when God called Moses... Moses tried to get out of that. But I can't speak. I can't do this or I can't do that. And God wouldn't take no for an answer. You see, God knows what we can accomplish even when we don't know it. God knows our strengths and our weaknesses. He knows what we're capable of doing. Even when we don't have faith in doing what he wants us to do, God still knows we can do it. That's what we saw with Moses, and this is what we see with Gideon. God knew what Gideon could accomplish. Even though Gideon did not believe he was up to the task, God believed in him, and God knew what he could do. You see, God can use the weakest people to accomplish his tasks. Now think about Christians, for instance. God knows what we're capable of doing, and he can still use us. And think about something. We can be indwelt by the Holy Spirit of God, which we are once we receive Christ. We can be indwelt by the Holy Spirit of God and still have weak faith. And we can doubt what God is calling us to do. And we can try to run from what God is calling us to do. 
Yet God knows that we can do it. Because you see, God is never wrong in what he wants to do and who he wants to use to accomplish his tasks. Gideon did not believe he was up to the task that God was going to use him to accomplish. But what we're about to see is God used him in a mighty way and he accomplishes his task. God accomplishes his tasks in a spectacular way. So what happens? What we see in chapter 7 is is Gideon has amassed an army of 32,000 men. Think about that. He has amassed an army of 32,000 men. And God says, you have too many. Think about that. 32,000 troops and God tells him, you have too many. And God says, all the troops that are scared, send them home. And what does Gideon do? He does exactly what God wants him to do. Gideon, who has weak faith, starts to send his troops home. And how many of them leave? Twenty-two thousand leave. So he's left with ten thousand troops to face pretty much three armies. And God tells him, "You have too many." And then God says, this is how you're going to try them. You're going to take them down to the river or to this body of water and they're going to drink water. And if they get down pretty much on all fours and drink water from this stream, you're going to put them over here. And then if they kneel down and bring their hand up to their mouth and lap the water out like a dog, you're going to put them over there. Now think about something. Think about what God is doing here. The ones that get down on all fours and stick their face in the water, they're not watching what's going on. But the ones that kneel down and bring their hand up to their mouth, they can see what's going on all around them. God says you're going to use those people to accomplish this task. The ones who can see what's going on. And Gideon does that. And God says, okay, send those people home that knelt down on all fours. So out of 32,000 troops, Gideon is left with only 300 men to face three armies. Only 300 remain. So Gideon lost 31,700 troops. But does that matter with God? 
now. Why? Because God is in control of all things. And he could have sent Gideon there by himself and still accomplished his task. Now think about Gideon just for a moment who needed two signs who had amassed this massive army only to see his army leave. God was going to deliver Israel using Gideon and 300 men. He was going to deliver Israel in a mighty way. And he was going to use this against the combined armies of the Midianites, the Amalekites, and these people of the east. And if you look down in the scripture in verse 12 of chapter 7, what does it say? It says that when Gideon looked upon this army that he was facing with 300 troops, they covered that entire valley like grasshoppers. Their camels, it says, were without number. Gideon couldn't count them. Yet God was still going to use him to accomplish his task. Because even though this army had a vast number, it didn't matter. Because God was going to deliver Israel. But if you think about something, if you look down, Gideon still needed another sign. If you look down at, at chapter 9, or I'm sorry, at, at verse 9 of chapter 7, God sends Gideon down to the camp of the, the Amalekites. And he gives him a sign. And once Gideon heard what the Amalekites were saying, he knew that God had delivered them. Even after God had whittled the army down, he was still reassuring Gideon that he was going to use him. See, there are times that God calls us and we believe that we're not up to the task. Think about all the times in your life that God has called you to do something. You don't believe that you're up to the task and you want a sign. But if you think about something else about that, does God ever really give you a sign when you want that? When you ask that? He gave Gideon a sign, but the majority of the times when we ask for a sign, we never get it. You know why? Because God wants us to live by faith. He wants us to live by faith. He wants us to trust his plan for our life. Because even though the Spirit of the Lord had come upon Gideon, 
the Holy Spirit did not really start indwelling people until Christ sent the Holy Spirit to us as our comforter. So we have the Holy Spirit of God dwelling in us at all times. Thus we don't need a sign. Because we have God speaking to us in our heart. And we need to remember that we might be scared, our faith may vary or, or vary or it may go up and down and, and act like a, a ship on a, on a rocky sea, but God can still use us. Because God can use the weakest, most scared people to accomplish mighty things. Likewise, he can accomplish these tasks in a mighty way. In an amazing way. And he uses the weakest people to do it. And when God calls us, what we see with Gideon is when God calls us, he calls us for a reason. He wants to use us for a reason. Because it's like I said, he knows what we can accomplish. He knows what we can do. He knows what we're capable of even when we don't trust in ourselves, That's why God wants to use us, because he knows us better than we know ourselves. And when he calls us, he knows what we can accomplish, even when we doubt. So we must have faith when he calls we must have faith and let him work through us. And Gideon is a prime example of this. Let's stand for prayer. Our most gracious and loving Father, Lord, as we come before you, I just thank you for your word. And Lord, I just pray that you would be with us as we go into this time of invitation. And Lord, again, if there's anyone here that needs to make any decision, I pray that you would speak to their hearts. Just continue to be with us. And overshadow us with your love and watch care. We just ask this in your son's precious and holy name, Jesus Christ. Amen.